It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Paul Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. And good evening, sports fans. And it's Wednesday night. It's the first episode of season number five on Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast with the coach and, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. And we're back again for year number five. That's right. We've been doing this for five years. I can't believe we've been doing this for this long. I had to go research it today because uh, once the strike was over, first call I had to make was to, of course, Kyle Lawson. Kyle, we're doing a show. It's like he jumped through the ceiling on his little tiny apartment. So he's ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Remember, it's the Who's On First Base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Damasi, and, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. And it's all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. That's right, five shows. The show that just ended before us, rub it and grub it. Every Wednesday night, Brandon, the Atlanta man, Benning, talks about NASCAR, talks about the cars rubbing, and then he grubs some food. Okay, then yours truly comes on Saturday, the Call of the Massey Sports Court, from 9 to about 10, 15, talking all things local, talking all sports, whatever you want to do. We have an athlete of the week, got a great athlete of the week this week. And then, of course, coming in April, the other live show on Facebook Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, you name it, the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers. That's right, they cover the Masters. Four straight days. I don't know if we can do four straight days, but four straight days of talking the Masters. And I'm telling you, adult beverages floating. And I'm telling you, when you come up here on a stage, it's like the Henderson Cabin, but it, it is the Henderson Cabin. Oh, yeah. Okay? Just like they have in Augusta. They've given out two green jackets. I'm excited to see who gets this year. But, of course, two podcasts. We're doing this live because it's the first one of the year. But you have the Hot Grids podcast with Travis Judon and Spencer Maddox. They've been up to, like, show 100 and... And I think, and uh, then, of course, yours truly, the coach and the fanatic doing the Who's on First Base baseball podcast. Five shows on the Coach's Scoring on Sports Network. Well, Kyle, great to have you back. Great to do this again. Now we got to make it consistent. I know last year, during those uh, late months in October, we got sort of sidetracked. Right. You getting right. sick, me being the AD, and then coaching basketball, you getting sick again, and then, you know, all these other things going on. So, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad that five years doing this. I can't. April 2nd, 2017, That's right. we did the opening day show for ESPN Savannah. Uh, I forgot where we did it from. The World of Beer. Yeah, World of Beer. World right of downtown. Beer, right downtown. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, of course, good friend John Cabrera, who now is uh, singing in a band called Unify. Unifier. Unifier. Is it Unifier or Unifier? It's Unifier. Unifier. Like I would say Unifier, but I don't say the R, okay? Uh, you know, he's into the reggae stuff, uh, John Cabrera. We appreciate you for helping us do this, that we didn't think it would run this long, but it's been going good. The shtick works, you know what I mean? And he'll be playing this weekend, right, at a couple of establishments. Yeah, I believe he will. He'll be playing uh, downtown, several places, right you know, on Broughton Street. So if you're downtown celebrating for St. Patrick's Day, go out and check them out. A lot of good, you know, reggae roots rock. I mean, you're, it, they're very He's going to be Friday night at um, – Downtown, what's the name of the place? Not the rail. Uh, There's a handful of them. Uh, uh, um, uh, is it B&D Burgess? I believe they're going to be at B&D, yes. And then Saturday, they'll be at the Savannah Boathouse. 
go any afternoon from 48. Hey, then you can come here Saturday night and watch. Is it Purple Rain? I was about to say. What cover band is Purple Rain? I was about to say a little bit of Prince, a little bit of Mr. Nelson, all your favorite hits. Oh, it's come great. Come on out here. It's a great live show if you haven't seen it. You got it. And don't forget the following week, we have the tribute band Extravaganza here at Coach's Corner. That's so this right. is going to be musical. Right. And we're right on the stage. Now, the camera's a little close, but right behind us, our favorite TV station is on MLB Network. Okay. We're on the stage, nine 75-inch TVs out here in the Sound Garden. You want to come right and watch opening day? You know John John Hennis is going to watch opening Any day. game you want. The Braves. The Braves. He's a big Braves fan. He said he cried when Freddie Freeman left, but he's really excited now that I don't care for the guy that's on the screen right now. Uh, <laughs> then we got to talk about, of course, Matt Olson, which we'll get to. Okay. What does the show consist of? Okay. Five years. Then in May, we named the show Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast. Okay? That's right. That's what right. do we got? We open it up with Major League Baseball, Major League News. We're going to talk collective bargaining agreement. We're going to talk about free agents. Since we've been here, like four or five guys have already been signed by somebody, right? Yeah, I know. I just said wait till start time. I guarantee you three or four more guys <laughs> are going to get signed by teams or get traded, and it's happening. At 2 o'clock, I had 30 guys on free agent list. It's down <laughs> to like 25, 24 right now. Yep. Okay. Then, of course, got to talk about the Braves. The We're going to be chopping. On the Braves, talking about the Braves, everything. Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, uh, the pitching staff, which I don't know again. Okay, and we got some other things we're going to talk about. Then we're going to get into uh, quarter number, or sorry, inning number three. This is not the coaching show. This is baseball. So inning number one, what we're doing right now. Inning number two, Brave Focus. Inning number three, Savannah Bananas. They're going on their world tour. They played two this weekend, Friday and Saturday, in the rain and the cold. The place was sold out. There was, there was lines around Dapham Park. It's unbelievable. Did you get in? No, I did not get to get in, but I was able to watch my bananas pass and got to watch it. It was a lot of fun. Stilts and kilts looked like a good time. It's going to be a really fun year, especially with the World Tour going on, and then for the Coastal Plains League season. So we'll definitely talk about that. you got to be excited this weekend. Oh, uh, Aren't they in Palm Beach? That's right. And what stadium? Beach. Uh, what the oldest the minor oldest league stadium, stadium in stadium. the, the United Park, States of the Jackie Robbins. Oh, they're going to the Jack. They're going, they're going to, to the Daytona. Jack. They're going to Daytona. Daytona. Beach. Daytona, Daytona, Daytona Beach. Beach. Beautiful stadium. What did I say? West Palm Beach? Yeah. Well, we're going to Daytona Beach. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hey, I might stop there on the way down there. I got to go pick my wife up and I go right to Daytona. Maybe I should just stop in and just say hello with my banana shirt on. Yeah, just say. I mean, hey, you were popping in, you know, get some gas. They'll let you in. You're the coach. No exaggeration, people. I went to visit my daughter last weekend. That's why if you watch the Call of Demasi Sports Board, everything was pre-recorded live. Uh, not live, but real interviews. Not, well, not, not real interviews. Real but, time. But not, not, real time. not instant replay interviews of previous guests. I had real guests on, okay? But we recorded them, okay? Whatever that said, I don't know. I don't make sense. I don't even know it's on first base. Do you? Nope. Third base? I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Left field? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, who pitched yesterday, right? <laughs> Every dollar. Every dollar. <laughs> but anyway, I'm in Epcot. Epcot Center. And here's this guy walking down the uh, strip with a Savannah Banana shirt on. I had to take a picture. Sent it to Jesse Cole in Orlando, Florida. Savannah Banana shirt. So all over the place. It's all over the place. So uh, that's going to be great. And then we'll finish out with trivia. It's a clean slate. I still lost year number four. But you know what? I won six or seven matches. You played well. And I got really some did. good ones for this guy because I got to learn now. I can't tell him what my theme is. And I got to go off the cuff. So maybe he's going to start thinking about that well, right we'll now. We'll see. i got to go off the cut. And that's we, we take two questions, two trivia questions, that we have a tiebreaker. We used to do four, but it took forever. Yeah, it took forever. Let's stick with the two. Let's go with the tough ones. Let's go to a bonus if we need to. Sounds All like right. a pretty good show to me. All right. got to thank our sponsor, Coach's Corner. Do it. Okay, Coach's Corner, the center of the sports universe. 
all fun, all food, all music, all sports since 1991. Got to thank John Henson for letting us do that. Once again, Coach is going to come on out. I don't know if he's going to get in his place tomorrow. Oh, he's going to get in. It might be a tad crowded for good old St. Patrick's Day. I think he might be on or something. <laughs> they might have to shut the doors because there's too many people in here. All right, inning number one, let's play ball for season number five, episode number one, the coach and the baseball fanatic, Major League Baseball. They have the collective bargaining agreement. We have free agents. 99 days they went locked out. Yep. Okay? So, I mean, what's in the what's in the bargain, and, uh, the agreement? All right, I'll try What was the big fuss? Okay, so a lot of this was a lot of trying to plan for the younger players. And it was to be able to get the players that are now coming into their prime, let's say it more like 23 than 27. It figures. So, you know, it figures. My son's not playing now, so it figures. I'm going to get young guys coming in more money. Right? Yeah. Okay. I hear you. So <laughs> let's talk about what we do have, the most important things to check out the list. Universal DH. Bye-bye to the rule of since 1973 of only the American League having it. I know we have our thoughts on it, but let me just get that out of the way first. I, it's not baseball. Go ahead. Yep. Oh, I knew you'd say that. So Universal DH, elimination of the shift by 2023. Yes, that's got to go too. Okay. I. But, but no, okay, here's my rebuttal on that one now. Okay, if you're a baseball player and they put the shift on you, let's bring back Tony Gwynn. Let's bring back the great baseball hitters. They'll hit the ball the other way. But not today's players. We got to get a launch angle. We got to get our hands in the right position. Just hit the ball. Hit it back up the box. Hit it to the left field. If it shifts the right field, hit it to the left field. If it's to the left field, hit it to the right field. Okay, that's all about. I, I said my piece. That's I'm an old ball coach. Learn how to hit, learn how to hit the other way. I digress. Okay. <laughs> Next. Okay. So. Now, they're also talking about potentially larger bases, and there's a couple of rules. You know, they're going to be tested in what the Atlantic Little League softball? That's what bothers me. I think that's a complete joke. But I'm reading this out, 12-team playoff format. Trying I to like that. teams in there, I'm totally okay with that. Put the little guy that doesn't make a lot of money. I, I, I like that. Now, we'll see what happens. I mean, back in the day when I was growing up, you know, that the two division, uh, you know, the two divisions and that playing didn't happen until the late sixties. Right, the two divisions playing. Correct. I, that was that was. It used to be just American National League played, right? Oh yeah. Now we got two divisions. So dance. you know, only two teams out of uh, what? What was back then? What were they? Twenty four teams, twenty six teams. Yeah, it really depended. Sixty nine. I mean, what were they? Twenty four teams. Uh, roughly prior to that, right. there was sixteen. Right. So go ahead. So I'll tell you this, but one thing that I think is kind of interesting about it is we will have seeding for the first time. So a one seed will play the winner of a four to five seed series. So you are being awarded for winning your division, which should be a thing. Now the second seed, and also could be a division winner, will play the winner of a three through six, or winner of the three seed to six seed series. <laughs> All games decided by a tiebreaker formula, no more playing games, none of that. Getting in, and you got to win and be gone, and then you got to go into the divisional series the next day. Totally for it, Coach. I like it. Cut and dry, 162, and then you get in the playoffs. That's all we need. That's what you need. Now, you know, it was exciting to have those one-game playoffs. Okay, it really was exciting, but I think this is more fair all the way around. This is a big rule change that I definitely agree, agree on, and I think you can agree with me. Yes. Okay. Okay. A couple more things. We are going to play a 162-game season. However, and I think this is going to factor majorly – into the end of the season, you're going to have a ton of double headers. No more of that seven inning stuff. We're going back to nine innings. You will get a 162 game schedule with the official season starting on May the 7th. 
and uh, you will have some crazy April seventh. I'm sorry, did you, you say, say May seventh? Okay, I meant April seventh. I am really sorry about that. It's okay. I'm just helping you out. Yeah, I just I don't know why I wrote that down on my notes. We all know it's <laughs> we all know it's in it's two and a half weeks. April seventh, buddy. That's what I'm for. Yankees and so Red Sox. Well, that's a classic. Will, will New York City let the uh, unvaccinated Red Sox play? That's going to be a good question. Hey, we've still got a lot of craziness that's going to go on in the next two weeks. I'm just reading out the rules. I got you. But I'll tell you this right now. I mean, uh, of all the rules, um, I'm really cool with the expanded playoffs. I like that they are doing some things, and there is a pool for, um, you know, as far as a pool for younger players in the pre-arbitration, you know, prior to having your six years of major league service those are the agreements that the collective bargaining agreements that we think are the most exciting yeah we could talk about pre-arbitration pre-arbitration uh bonus pool we could talk about luxury tax we could talk about mlb minimum salaries but that's not what it's all about what we just talked about the dh the extra teams getting in the playoffs i mean does that other stuff bother you no not at, not all. at all but what, what but it is good that the younger players no no that's my last point that i will make on this coach is that the minimum salary in the major in major league baseball will be seven hundred thousand dollars for first year players in 2022 and that will continue to go up that used to be at 575. also the cba you're going to see a rise at the 2023 season to seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars there'll be a pool like i said for some of the Super 2 players and some of the players that are not available for free agency and uh, will be able to get paid before they finally reach their first rookie contract. That was the most big thing. That was the biggest thing that I saw. Right. And that was the biggest thing that the players Play were sword. fighting for. Right. Trying to get players paid at a younger age. But um, wasn't it the it. representatives for the players that said, no, we don't want this? But then the player reps took a vote and they outvoted like 24 to 6 or 26, 26 to 4 on that. Overall, it's a good thing for baseball. Your top players are now coming into the major leagues at 19 or 20. They're hitting their peak at 23 instead of 27. And that's just in the last you know, few years. You can just see this in the last decade of baseball, that younger players are contributing and not getting paid their fair share. I like it. This is what they were fighting for. The luxury tax threshold goes up a little bit. Overall, there's some things I like. You know, there's some things I don't like. But ultimately, we are back on the field. We can go through the minutiae of the rest of this, but I think we cover the main stuff, Coach. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's a designated hitter, extra teams in the playoffs, the things that we're excited about, real doubleheaders. I don't know about the base thing coming on later on. And and the players are going to have a say in those crazy rules that they're doing in the independent leagues. Like, uh, you know, you get, what is it? You steal first base after a pass ball or – uh, the stupid, uh, you know, thing with the guy's ears telling him it was a ball or strike, the robotic uh, strike zone. No, robot, let's go back. Robot umpires. And right. Ro let's go back to the real thing in baseball. So the, all that stuff is going out the window, and the players are the ones that are sticking up for it, which is great to see. All right, we're going a little long here, but uh, we walked in here. Like I told you, there must have been about 30 players available in the free agent market. And we know Freddie, Freddie Freeman is still out there. We'll talk about Matt Olson when we get to the Brave Focus, but you know what? Who signed when we were sitting here? Uh, well, what's his name? The, the pitcher, uh, Grinky. Yeah, right? Zach Grinky goes back to back home to Kansas stop City. to Kansas City. Chris Bryant, you know, former MVP from 2016 for my beloved Cubs, signs a seven-year, $187 million contract with the Colorado Rockies. Big move that I did not see coming today, even though I knew they were courting him. This is going to keep happening until opening day. Everybody's scrambling for a job that's a free agent right now. There's already been some major signings. Can't wait to talk about it. I mean, 
other pitches, we got Johnny Cueto. We got uh, J.A. Hat, Cueto, Cueto, Cueto. Okay, that's why I bring him along. Cole Hamels, uh, Jake Arrieta. I mean, uh, Julio Teron, Mike Fultonavich, uh, Felix Hernandez, the king. None of these guys have been picked up yet either, right? A lot of guys at the end of their career trying to hang on for one more year. You'll see guys get signed most likely of the guys you named to minor league deals. I'll tell you that Another right one that breaks my heart besides Freddie Freeman is Brett Gardner. <laughs> Gardy, long-time Yankee. I mean, true blue Yankee. I mean, out of the College of Charleston. He's been loyal to the New York Yankees, never left. They're leaving his guys hanging. Yeah, Give him one more year. But you are going to see the bigger names continue to get signed, and I think it's going to come down to the last week before opening day, before you see the, I don't want to say ancillary players, but the non-stars get signed. Two other guys. What's going to happen. Two other guys, which I know the the Yankees aren't going to take them. Carlos Correa has been picked up yet. Carlos Correa is waiting. Big mouth. Nobody wants somebody like that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I wouldn't mind having him play shortstop yes, for my I Chicago know. Cubs. I know. I'll tell you and then, right of course, now. hey, Jock. Jock, the, one of the big signed. parts of the yeah. Braves championship. Jock Peterson hasn't been picked up either. Yeah, and I mean, once again, we're going to see for another 10 days for guys like this to be signed. But I want to talk about the big names that have gone off the board just in the last week. What All right, think? quick. I'm giving you a two-minute drill right here because we're already way over. Go ahead. Do it. Two minutes. Ready? Go. Matt Olson, first base from Oakland as they are doing a complete – fire sale over there out on the East Bay. They will trade Matt Olson to the Atlanta Braves, and Oakland is doing a full rebuild. They're going to pick up Shane Langoliers, who I who's probably going to be the top prospect in the Braves system this year. Top catching prospect in baseball. Christian Pache should saw some time. Great name. Christian Pache. I thought he was going to be a Braves, but he's gone. Yep. Heading out there. Yankees. Your beloved Yankees. They... Trade for Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner Falepa. I don't from like the, the twins. Trade. You don't like the trade no. at, in exchange for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. I know, Brian Cashman. Oh, it makes us much better. You're getting a 36 year old guy and you're letting go of these young guys. But once again, Cashman, I think, has been with the Yankees too long, but that's another story. <laughs> it sure is indeed. The fire sale in Cincinnati continues as Seattle trades for left. Fielder Jesse Winkler Chief and Charlie Finley and Marshot are uh, always uh, hanging around the, those uh, those clubs. <laughs> well, and always, they've been long gone and always always making mistakes. Okay, my gosh. So here's in, trivia questions for you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I'll tell you this. So Seattle Jesse Winkler goes to Seattle along with Eugenio Suarez, and and Cincinnati gets Justin Dunn, Jake Fraley, and Brandon Williamson, who is the seventh overall prospect in their system. Now Milwaukee picks up veteran Andrew. Touching all those great years with Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. And, of course, had a little sprinkling with the Giants. Right. Notable free agents still out there right now. You're looking at Carlos Correa. You're Freddie. looking at Trevor's, Trevor Story. You're looking at Nick Castellanos. Of course, Freddie Freeman. Those are the big names that are out there right now, along with dozens of other players that are looking for a job. It's going to be a free-for-all in the next 10 days getting into opening day here. Now, that's free agent. That's what's going around the horn in Major League Baseball. Now, once again, time to thank the sponsor. It's that break point, Coach's Corner, where it's all food, all fun, all music, all sports since 1991. Come get the best wings in town. Remember, tomorrow night, Saturday night, right, Lawrence, Lawrence producer hanging in here, Lawrence uh, Bennett, the producer of Rubbin' and Grubbin', he's hanging around all these shows because he has, has to keep us young guys straight. He won't come on, <laughs> he won't come on the camera, but he's behind the scenes. 
got to do it right, Coach Tom. I'm only joking. Lawrence is a good doing guy. The work, man. He's, he's doing, doing the work. He's doing the work. You know, somebody's got to do the work. Me and him both always do it alone, right? So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, John Henderson and the crew here. Saturday night, Purple Rain. Mr. Prince will be here next weekend, right? Is Purple it Friday Madness. and Saturday? Sorry, Purple Madness. Purple Madness. Friday and Saturday, we got the Tribute Band Extravaganza. And I know there's bands here that I would love to see again. And uh, what are you going to do? About an hour set, an hour and a half set for each? And then they'll be changing in between, but it's going to be unbelievable next weekend. you got to come out and check it out. But remember, music. it's not just about the music. It's also about the gazillion TVs inside and, of course, sports. And I'm telling you right now, John Henderson is the biggest Braves fan you're ever going to see. When him and Lawrence Bennett jumped in the hot tub after the Braves won the championship, he, he did not wear my bucket hat that I gave him. Good guy. He saved that one. <laughs> I got him a nice bucket hat with the Braves. Oh, uh, he did. oh, yeah. The man deserves something. But when they're in there swimming in a bubble bath, oh, sorry, a champagne bubble bath, you know John Henderson is crazy about his Braves. Tomahawk Chop is still out there. I don't care. It's politically correct. Tomahawk Chop, people. Okay? It, it's a lot of fun here. We got to thank John Henderson and the students. Always. All right. Thanks, John. Always appreciated. This is fun. I mean, jeez. And Five years. What other, what other segue to go into? We're going to talk about the Braves. Lots going on today. There you go. How to come in with my Braves shirt. I know. He's got his Cubby shirt on. He's got his Rhino shirt on. But what are you going to do? He's, he's, he's a Cubby fan for life. I'm a, sort of getting to be converted a Braves fan now, even though I love my Chankies. But anyway, uh, let's start. Matt Olson, what a pickup. Even though everybody cried about it, I was upset about it. I said, first baseman, Matt Olson. But you know what? He's a local kid. Yes, he is. Parkview High School. Parkview All High world. School. Went out to Oakland. Made a name for himself. He only, he only hit, what, 38 home runs last year? A little bit. A little bit. So yeah. I think we picked up a nice move here. And he's only 28. Freddie was at 32, 33. How was Freddie now? 33. There's a five-year difference. He was 33 years old. So, you that know, and they signed him right away. Yes. So Eight-year contract. So, go ahead. His, I, got, I got to let him go. He's itching to start lurting out this news. Go ahead. Scratch my ear, scratch my face. That just, means, Coach, it's a take sign. Get off the, get off the camera. I'm not dusting that off. No, we're not dusting that All right. Off. So I'll tell you this right now. Go so, ahead. okay. Where do we begin Reigning World Series champion Atlanta Braves. They make one of the biggest trades that has happened in the offseason right now by trading the cornerstone, the captain of their team. They didn't trade him yet. I was about to say, no. Moving on. From, Moving on from. I, it's just, it's, it's hey, in my head. Anthony I know what's was about to cry. I know what's going to happen. I mean, but, he was crying when he was telling everybody. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Alex Anthopoulos has done an amazing job, you know, as GM of the Atlanta Braves, had to make this difficult decision. He even said, this is probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make as a general manager or as a hardest decision I've had to make in baseball. He trades the 2020 MVP, and I mean, he is Mr. Braves all the way and um, does not trade him, but basically a trade is coming. He oh, decides yeah. to move on. I've been saying trade Freddie Freeman all day, but trying they to get it through my head that that hasn't happened. Right. It drives me crazy. They've decided to go out and trade for Matt Olson. Now, I don't blame a lot of Braves fans for not staying up very late to watch Oakland A's baseball. This guy <laughs> is unbelievable. He He's probably a, did. I, don't believe me. He probably did stay up and watch Oakland A's baseball. I guarantee you I did. I know. The guy's unbelievable. The two matches between him and right. Chapman, who also got moved today, but I digress. Right, you tell him about you that. Bake. we got to put the lights back on. It's getting a little dark. I was about to say, so we've got a little bit of a... Uh, Hotel, uh, Motel number six. Turn the lights on. Keep the lights on. Yeah, it's Motel six. All right, but our sponsor... Oh. So a little bit about this trade. So we go after, the Braves go after Matt Olson, Local guy, it was a great move in my estimation. He is five years younger 
than Freddie Freeman. You're getting gold glove level production at first base. You're getting a power hitting first baseman who slots in. And what do they do after they make this trade? They go in and, get, and they sign him for eight years at a $168 million deal, meaning he will retire as an Atlanta Brave. Now, they did give up some big pieces, Coach. Yes, they Guys did. that we have talked about, um, and we did mention in the last segment here, of course, they're giving up Christian Pache, who had a little cup of coffee with the Braves last year. And, of course, I think is the top prospect or was the top prospect in the Atlanta Braves system in Shane Langoliers at catcher. Now, there's a couple other prospects that are thrown there. Last year's first-round pick, Ryan Cusick. Yep. And – and pitcher Joey Estes. Alex Anthopoulos, of course, said this is one of the toughest moves he's ever had to make. But I think this is a shrewd move. This is something that needed to be done. He is putting the club over his own feelings. And Brave fans are going to love this guy. They're going to love number 28 playing first base. Wherever Freddie, gets tri- wherever Freddie ends up signing as a free agent, he's going to do great. And I really think there's a good chance of him moving west. Last year, he hit, oh, excuse me, Matt Olson hit 271 in 39 home runs. His on base percentage was 911. He's had 29 or more home runs in the last three seasons. Big pickup. I like it. You're keeping the core together with the rest of the boys in the infield. There was a couple other moves to be made, but the Braves are really trying to saddle themselves for the next five years. Let's go for this. Okay, let's go. Let's go right now. Who's back? We know Freddie's gone. Matt's coming in. Acuna. Ronald Acuna Jr. is back. And when he hit that shot in batting practice the other day, it was all over the internet. You know Ronald Acuna is back. I mean, what more do I have to say? I mean, they won the World Series without him, but now you lose Freddie Freeman. You get Matt Olsen. You got Ronald Acuna Jr. back. I mean, you got to be excited about it. No, I'm very excited back. I mean, it was just fun to see him. He saw him get in the cage, and he just hit a roll. Yep. He gets to the left field, and he says, I'm back. He's not 100% ready as of right now, but there's a very good chance. That swing looks like he's 100% that ready. That swing does, but I would not expect to see him back until the second week of April. And um, I just want to go over your opening day lineup as of right now. All right, you got a minute to do it. All right. I'm going to give you the guys that I know. I have no idea who's going to start in center field for the Braves as of right now with the you still be on the DL. We're going to have to mix and match with a really strong bench. The guys you know – of course, you're going to plug in Matt Olson. You're going to see Gansby Swanson. You're going to see Austin Riley, who had an unbelievable season at third base. Ozzy Albies. Um, and you may see a Marceau Ozuna come back a little bit right there. Those are the guys that are notable. Is he out of trouble now? He got cleared? He yeah. is completely cleared. Uh, but as far as, um, well, any, <laughs> the MLB may still have something to say about that, but he is on the roster. Now, um, your pitching staff right now, I still say Max Fried is going to be opening starter. Charlie Morton still getting over that uh, fracture in his leg from the first game of the World Series. You're going to see a mix and match in the fourth and the fifth starters. You know, you got options right now, guys like Kyle Wright, Biascari Noah, and Tuki, Tuki Toussaint. And uh, you still have, I mean, Tyler Matzik had a great year at right. the bullpen right now, and you're being Will Smith, still keeps hanging on. I know you're a big critic of him right now. There are still some moves to be made. I can't give an official um, really prediction of what I think the opening game roster is, but I just wanted to point out the focal points and the guys that I know are going to be there in opening game. And I can't believe nobody wants to pick up Julio Tehran and uh, Mike Fultonavich. I mean, uh, I know they had their issues, but they, they were consistent, and uh, they did help some last year. 
Uh, a little bit, and I would see them, those guys like this, probably getting a look from another club. I don't see Anthopolis bringing him back. So, I mean, those are the answers we have right now for the Braves. But the big news is Matt Olson is a Brave, signed to a big deal, and I really think this is a shrewd move by oh, Alex Anthopolis. Really happy. I don't, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I don't think they did either. I know. I'm I pretty happy that. with it, I got to tell you. All right, so uh, let's go with here. Okay, so spring training games start tomorrow. Oh, thank goodness. Well, it should have started today. They canceled it. The Braves were supposed to take on the Red Sox. Uh, tomorrow, they're going to open up with the uh, – no, Friday, they'll open up with the Minnesota Twins at 105. Right. And you'll see most of the games will start in earnest tomorrow as well. Uh, all teams will be playing on Friday. That's for sure, Coach. Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to open it up. Uh, I'm trying to get the first-round series. You know who the first-round series is with? Uh, let's see. Because you know what? we got to see the, the World Series championship trophy, don't we? Oh, yeah. Is that going to be in the parade this year? I'm not sure. It's supposed, to be, the... it's supposed to be in Savannah. I don't know when it's coming. Well, I have a good idea that it will work. Calhoun Square tomorrow. Calhoun Square tomorrow. Square tomorrow. All right. Thank you to our great production crew, Lawrence. Thank you, sir. The man is a Braves fan. He knows. He knows <laughs> his schedule. He knows where the trophy is going to be. Yeah, I so, think we need him to get the trophy here, Coach's Corner. He needs to go in the hot tub. It needs to go up on the uh, Braves Pavilion. I think it's already been. Oh, in the, the hot Braves Pavilion is down, but we're, we're going to see it back up again. Okay, so uh, spring training games, and then April seventh. Okay, where's my April seventh date? We're looking at. We open up. With the Cincinnati Reds at home. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a uh, four-game series against the Reds. You will have the great trophy presentation. Um, I'm sure they're probably going to do it Thursday for their opening day. It's going to be a lot of fun. All the How about the bling? How about the rings? When's that coming? Oh, that's going to happen. But they're going to display the trophy. They're bringing out the rings. I'll tell you that. All right. So that's inning number two in the books. We're going to go up. We're going to the top of the third. The top of the third starts out with the local team. The Savannah Bananas. The World Tour has started. They won both games last week at the Party Animals, four to two. Uh, once again, you could. Uh, I know I'm talking loud, so I know you got to cover that here. But um, oh, I'm checking my mic. Okay, checking your mic. Yeah. Okay, checking your mic. Earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the Bananas opened up with two wins, four to two over the uh, Savannah Bananas. Now they played banana baseball. What is banana baseball? Okay, it has its own set of rules. No bunting, no walks, a two-hour time limit, fans catching foul balls in the stands, and if you catch it, the batter's out. Happened to be one fan last year. Jared Orton was on my show two weeks ago. One fan, a banana fan, caught a banana ball, and the banana was out. So if it's a banana foul ball, don't catch it, fans, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, batters can steal first base if it passes the catcher, okay? And tiebreaker, no extra innings. It's a one-on-one -on -one tiebreaker showdown. You have a pitcher, a catcher, and a fielder, and you have a bat. So it was a lot of fun. I was there when I saw that one time. It was unbelievable against the party animals. They hit the ball to the left center field. The party animal guy ran as fast as he could. Pitcher got the cutoff. They threw the banana out of the plate. And I know the bananas lost, but it was a great game. Yeah, That's banana ball in a nutshell. It's banana ball, and it is spread across the country. And there is going to be a six-city world tour that, of course, kicked off <clears throat> Excuse me. Last week at Grayson Stadium. Yep. All right. And this weekend they'll be at Daytona Beach at the oldest baseball park in the United States, the Jackie Robinson Stadium. Jackie Robinson Stadium. If you haven't been there, go down to the Jack. It's hosted 
uh, minor league baseball for many years. I've gone down there multiple times. They're going to be down there on the 18th of March. And the 19th. And the 19th. So they always, they're going to play two, two games, games at each side. Two games at each site. They're going to start on the 18th at the Jack. It's a great stadium, and it's a lot of fun. And then we go to Montgomery, Alabama, to the Riverwalk Stadium. Going back to the Riverwalk. Is that, is that the home of the uh, uh, Montgomery Biscuits? Yeah, I believe that's the home of the Biscuits. Double A, Southern League. So, and then we go to West Palm Beach, okay? Uh, we go to uh, West Palm Beach Ballpark. Up the ballpark of Palm Beach. Ballpark of Palm, Palm Beaches. Beaches. Okay, plural. Right, so uh, <laughs> the River Walk will be uh, March 25th, 26th. Then we'll be at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches on April 1st and April 2nd. Then we head to Columbus, Georgia, and we're going to play at Columbus <laughs> Golden Park on the 14th and 15th. Great old ballpark. Great, Great old, old it's, ballpark. Yeah, it's old. I mean, it's been you, there a long time. If you're a time. baseball fanatic, a baseball fan, these are great parks. I know we all want the new park. We all want the new uh, amenities. We want everything. But you know what? There's just something about those old balls. And what's great is you're going to a couple of cities that no longer have, you know, a minor league affiliate. Well, really, Columbus does not. They were South Atlantic League, you know, years ago. Yeah, years ago, years ago. It's been over a decade. But right. And, I mean, to be able to, you know, draw them in, I mean, they're going to – it's another sellout. What can I tell you? And then we go to Birmingham, Alabama to wrap it up. We go to Rickwood Field on April 16th and 17th. So the bananas are all – it's all sold out, people. I, I think there are two dates that are uh, open – I forget which places they are, but everything else is sold out. Trivia question to this guy. Jackie Robinson Stadium has seen how many Hall of Fame players? There were 265 Hall of Fame players? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. How many of those players played at Jackie Robinson Park? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to go with 35. 157. 157. And there are 265 Hall of Fame. Oh, my goodness. That is coming from El Presidente, from El Banana Land, Jared Orton. I couldn't believe that either. Do you believe 157 out of 260 have made their ways through there. Jackie Robinson Park in uh, Daytona Beach? It's unbelievable, but it is a great park if you've seen it. And, I mean, man, they have everything coming out, you know, to talk about the history of that ballpark and all the clubs that have played there and all the players that have played there. It's a lot of fun, and the fact that Savannah Bananas get to be a part of that tradition, just adding to that great ballpark is wonderful. I love it. And as you see right behind us on the soundstage, okay, we're at, of course, Coach's Corner home of, or the center of the sports universe, we got the nine TVs put together, 75-inch TV. And what channel we have it on? You see it right there. Our favorite channel, MLB Network. And uh, we're glad to be here. It's the coach and the baseball fanatic, Paul Damasi, Kyle Lawson. It's the fifth season of the Who's On First baseball podcast. We've made it five years. We've never had a fight. Never had a fight. Never, never had, had a fight. fight. So, so on camera or off camera? On camera or off camera. Something like that. <laughs> All right. All right, inning number three, the bottom of the inning. We got to wrap this up. We got trivia coming up. Let's talk about the local boys. Yeah, we got a couple. The of local guys. boys. The I local know. Boys. Right now, we have definitely one guy in the major leagues, and that's J.B. Wendelkin out of South Effingham High School. Yes, he signed back in December with the Diamondbacks for eight hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. He's the only one in the big leagues right now. Yeah, as of right now. Now, I mean, he was a part of the Diamondbacks organization last year after writing, right. after pitching for the last three and a half seasons with the in, athletics. Yeah, with the athletics, you know, getting a little bit of postseason time in there. Um, had his struggles. A guy that has a big, strong arm, but has struggled with injuries. Um, and, of course, the Diamondbacks pick him up. They sign him, you know, to a major league deal. He's going to come back. And uh, after he was DFA'd in August... And he has pitched in parts of five major league seasons, 2016, 
he had Tommy John in 2017, came back and pitched through 2018 through halfway through this past season, 2021, with the Athletics. Uh, gets DFA, goes to Arizona, hopefully a new lease on life for him, pitching 46 games last year. That's to let JD. And we got two young guys that are waiting JD. to be picked up. We're talking about the guys that are going to be playing in America now. There are two people, or two local guys that are going. One's going down to Mexico, and one's going across the pond. No, it's not. What do they call Pacific Ocean? That's not the pond. Pond's the Atlantic Ocean. What do we call Pacific Ocean? Uh, the Pacific I, Ocean. Right. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with going to Japan. Right. Ryan, Ryan Lawler out of Calvary Day School and Tyler Batchelor, both out of Calvary Day School, they're waiting to be picked up. They're free agents. Of course, Ryan's a pitcher. He pitched with your beloved Cubs organization last year. He did. Made some time with his Tennessee Smokies in the Southern. southern That's great. Name. Tennessee Smokies. Oh, I love it. They've had that name for a lot of years. But no, I really hope those guys are out there. Tyler's they good. will get picked up. Tyler was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was uh, started with the Mets. The Mets sent him uh, over to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh released him, but then he signed to come back. But he hasn't been picked up yet. Yep, spent some time with Indianapolis last year, so there's still a lot of time. I mean, after I think a lot of major league players get signed, we'll be closer to opening day. I expect to see a lot of minor league signings come in. And then John Gant, who was born in Savannah, was raised in Savannah until he was about 12 years old, moved to Florida. His father's back here now. His father's the head girls coach over at Savannah Christian. That's right. John Gant, Coach Gant. He decided, okay, which he was with the Cardinals, and – I mean, he's, he's been reliable over the last five, six years. Yeah, that's right. But he decided to go to the NPB Baseball League, and he's playing for the Nippon Ham Fighters in Japan. That's right, and that's a really strong club over in Japan. The Japanese Baseball League is a very strong league. He was a guy who didn't want to wait for the lockout to end. He wanted to continue pitching. Now, you're going to see that from a lot of players that um, are trying to reestablish himself. It's a very strong league. Different type of baseball, but the Ham Fighters are, or the Fighters, I should say. Nippon Ham is the sponsor, like many Japanese teams. Okay. They are named after. So it's the Fighters. So Nippon Ham is the sponsor. Yeah. For many years, I thought. What is Nippon Ham? Is that ham? Pork? I believe it is a Japanese ham company. Okay. Last I checked. Okay. And then let's go with the old guy. (laughs) He's been around for a while. 13 year Uh, veteran. He was with Arizona. Then he got a minor league contract last year with the Mets. Came in with Boston, played with L.A., played with Oakland, played with Houston, got himself some bling with Houston. Yes, he okay, did. Uh, But long-time baseball player, long-time kid out of South Effingham High School. I got to watch him in high school. Josh Reddick signs with to play in the Mexico League, and he is playing yeah. uh, Cerros del Norte in Manclava, Mexico. And um, That's why I bring him along, because he can say these words. Well, I... Kind of, kind of butchered the uh, the monk club. Okay, part. but anyway, so in the Mexican league, strongly, Josh's actual statement, you know, just paraphrasing here, was didn't want to wait for the lock at the end. I got to play ball right now. Their season starts earlier than our season, so he's playing for the Aces, the Northern Aces, and uh, Acereros del Norte means the Northern Aces. There you go. So you learned something today, kids. Anyway, I still see if he if he does well, he'll get a shot to come back in the show. Trying to hang on after parts of 13 major league seasons. Of course, got the ring with the Astros and having some great years with Oakland and the Dodgers in Boston and a couple other clubs along the way. So best of luck, Josh. We'd love to see you back in the show, but good luck south of the border. All right. And then we got we gotta we gotta to touch on this quick. We got some kids at the college level now oh, yeah. that are, are making waves. Okay. Of course, Frank Selkowski from WJCL, he's a 430 morning anchor. Frank, you belong in sports, buddy. In sports. My own, what are you doing to me? You belong in sports. Not at 4.30 in the morning talking about the news. 
I don't know what you're doing, big guy. But anyway, he dubbed him the natural. All right? He's at Vandy in three games at Vanderbilt. This he's, kid's been a stud. He's been under, unbelievable. And Vanderbilt okay. is a powerhouse. Tell right, me about this. Right. He made two stellar starts to rebound from a tough opening act. Okay, Holton pitched six innings. He gave him two runs with six strikeouts to get Army last weekend. Then he comes back, seven complete innings, okay? Uh, well, a seven-inning complete game because they run-rolled the team. Hawaii, the Fighting Rainbows, uh, giving up one run, striking out nine while taking a perfect game into the seventh inning. So six innings, nine strikeouts, not bad for the young man. He's uh, a freshman left-hander, played at Benedictine, got drafted, felt it wasn't enough. He was going to go to college. He was going to hold out. Now he's a Vandy boy. Uh, I give him a lot of credit for doing that. I absolutely do, too. So Carter Holden, I mean, you've heard the name, right. remember the name. He is a freshman right now going to a baseball powerhouse in the SEC. A lot of dozens of players and coaches have come from Vanderbilt and have made their way to the show. Great start for Carter. But what, what's great about it is he's not the midday week star. He's in the series rotation, no, which, is. which is on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. They play one game on Friday. They play doubleheads Saturday. One game on Saturday, doubleheads. He's part of that uh, top three rotation. And he's only a freshman. He is a freshman. He's already making his way in there. So we'll see. And, that, and certainly, the next time he gets drafted, it'll be a little bit higher than it was when he was in high school. I'll oh, yeah, definitely. That. Okay, then we go out to Calvary Day School. Jay Weatherington. Okay, Jay blew, Weatherington, out his, yeah. blew out his knee in his senior year in high school. Dr. Bart Weatherington. Yeah. His Dr. son. Bart. Okay, he blew out his knee. He worked his butt off. Got to give uh, Dr. Stewart Fife a lot of credit, too, because Dr. Stewart Fife helped him get back. He played his senior year. He signs with Presbyterian College. Last year, he played a lot as a freshman. He was on uh, ESPN Top Ten Highlights for a catch he made in uh, the uh, World. an unbelievable catch. Unbelievable. You haven't seen it, YouTube. All right. He's the leading hitter on a team with a 409 batting average. Last week against Georgia State, he was like 6 for 15 or – sorry, 6 for 13. He scored two runs, had two RBIs, two runs scored, a double. I mean – Jay Weatherington, you're going to hear that name. And then we got to talk about Jarrett Brown out of Savannah Christian. Once again, another second-year player, making his name up there down the road at Statesboro. Yeah, just up okay. the road, 40 minutes. Right. No he said some big hits. Last year as a freshman, he had some big hits. And uh, right now he's batting 313. Third, third on the team. Third, third on, on the team. team with third batting average. So those are our local boys that are doing well. Anything else you got to say? No, I'm just happy to see some local boys making their name. Josh, we want to see you back in the show. Keep it up, JB. We're all rooting for you. All right, so we're two minutes over where we wanted to be. We wanted to go into the segment roughly about the 40-minute mark. Well, here we go. It's baseball trivia time. Well, let's do this. We've been doing this for five, well, four years. This man shut me out for the first three. Last year, I got six or seven shows from him because we started doing more shows, so I got a better chance of meeting him. So this is what we do. The fourth inning. Weakness. The fourth inning. <laughs> this is how we end the show. This is how we get out of the show. We used to do four trivia questions each, but that was taking too long. So it's two trivia questions. And if we're tied, we go to the bonus question or the tie-break question. Okay, so since it's the fifth season and this whole deal was his idea, I'm going to be the veteran. Sorry, I'm going to be the visitor. So shoot your question at me first, big guy. Oh, so inning number four of who's on first base, who's on first base baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Tomasi and Kyle Lawson. Baseball for that. All right, here you go, coach. Here we go. First question. And if you can answer this, you can send us your uh, answer in the chat comment. But I won't look at it because I won't cheat. But – we have a little comment where you can make a comment and give us your answer. We won't look at it till we're done. All right. First of all, Dennis Kessler, love yeah, you, buddy. Great comments, Dennis. Uh, Thank he, you. He listens Good to me to every Saturday. Too. I appreciate it. Uh, loyal fan, we appreciate you tuning in on who, who's on First Base Baseball Podcast. Excellent. All right. First question up, batter up the coach, play ball. Here we go. 
Can you name the last pitcher to win the Cy Young Award in a season when he also won the World Series? It's been a minute. I always go to this one because I know he won the Cy Young. I know I don't know if he won in the World Series. I gotta go buy the blue Oakland A's. That's a good guess. Nope. The big unit, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson <laughs> with the Diamondbacks. Darn right. I got that right. You got that right. All right. Now my theme today is spring training. Oh, I see. He wanted to know this, and it just doesn't have to. The first one's easy, so he's probably gonna go up one one. All right. We have two spring training locations. One in Arizona. One in Florida. The one in Arizona is called the Grapefruit League. The one in no, the one in Arizona yep. is called the Cactus League. The one in Florida is called the Grapefruit League. Correct. How many teams play in each league? Fifteen. Uh, you got it right. Fifteen in each league. They split it up evenly now. There's fifteen out in Arizona and fifteen out down in Florida. I knew he'd get that one. All right, go ahead. So I'm going Braves on this one. So if I don't get it, I lose. You go one nothing already this year. All right, here we go. Freddie Freeman made the All-Star team for the Braves five times right at first base. Can you name me the Brave who's made the most All-Star game appearances as a first baseman? As a first baseman? Come on. <laughs> so he's second behind Freddie Freeman. That is correct. Who has the second most All-Star game appearances for the Braves? And played, first and played first base. Sorry, I'm watching Cup. Uh, yeah, I know. Cubs are on behind us, so he's starting to drool. Yeah, um, I got to go first base. Who was it? First baseman that was good with the Braves. Hank Aaron. No, he always played the outfield. Well, maybe when he got old. I'm going to go Hank Aaron. Nope. Fred McGriff. That was my other choice. Yeah, and you can also see him on the best of the Tomamansky uh, defensive drills video. All right, so he won the first game because I'm going to throw my second question at him anyway. All right, do it, do it. But he won the first game. He, you know, I got shut out. one nothing. The Fanatic is up one nothing already. I thought I was going to take it. I should never ask him the easy question first. That's what happens. Okay. What you got? So, spring trade. The foul poles at Phoenix, Phoenix Municipal Stadium where the athletics – originally used, or the athletics have their spring training site, they have foul poles come from a famous field. Can you name that field? Famous field that the athletics use. They are at uh, in Phoenix playing at the uh, Phoenix Municipal Stadium. Okay. The foul poles come from a stadium, uh, a famous stadium, and they were located there and they were put on foul lines. Ooh, I should have asked this one first, people. Yeah, you probably should have. All right, I'm going to go with maybe they got them from back in Philadelphia. They got them from Old Shy Park. I don't know. <laughs> I know this one because I'm a diehard New York City baseball fan. They're from the Polo Grounds. Ah, now that's a I, long time ago. I picked an old stadium. That's that's a, a long time ago. You wouldn't have got that one. The Mets played there, too. The Mets played there. The Yankees played there. Do you want to hear my last one? Go ahead. Just, let's see just, your last one. This, grins, this is tiebreaker. All right. This is not even a tiebreaker. I've already taken the flag. I've already flown the W here. Can you name the only major league team to have four straight 100 loss seasons? This is going back into hallowed antiquity. That is the only tip that I'm giving you. I know the Mets did it the first year. I don't know what they did the second or third year. Well, uh, they, 
they found a way to lose less than that, so it's not the Mets. I'm just going to tell I know you that, that right I now. know it's not the Mets. I know the first year was horrible. Uh, good old Casey Stengel. I thought getting a five-time uh, five, uh, World Series champion manager, he was going to help him out, but uh, didn't happen. He won happen. more than that. He won more than five? I think he won more than five. But if that is not the question. I what know. What's your guess, I'm thinking, Coach? I'm thinking, okay. Uh, Tick-tock in here. <laughs> All right. Uh, the good old St. Louis Browns. Very good guess. But no. The Boston Braves. The Boston Braves. Okay. 1909 to 1912. Uh, once a month on a Wednesday night. Oh, absolutely. So we, we got to come back. Place. We got to. Oh, I know. We, we just finished our hockey sticks, and we just got pizza, cold pizza waiting over there for us. I'm still eating some. We got rid of ah, it. Believe me, cold pizza is good. So it's, it's, like it's it. worth it. So like it. once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, it's the fifth season of the Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast right here at the Center of Sports Universe, which is known as Coach Scorner. And like I say every week, whatever you're doing today or tomorrow, hit it out of the park. Until I see you Saturday. May it be the best three or four days you ever had. God bless. Take care. And we're out of here. All right. First, I got to go to the banners. And that's our, that's our man, Lawrence Bennett. So let me go to the outro. I should have been ready for this, Kyle. But there it is. And I don't have the outro. So I'll play it next time. I'll let you see the intro all over again. We'll talk to you later. God bless. Have a good weekend. And once again, Saturday night, Purple who? Purple Madness. Purple Madness with Prince Tribute Band. And then next Friday and Saturday, it's the tribute extravaganza. If you want to come tomorrow, come tomorrow. Cause a lot of great classic rock. This place will be a lot of fun on St. Patty's Day. Top of the morning. God bless. And may you have a happy St. Patty's Day. It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network.